0: First of all, I would like to thank um, Georgia Marco and European Fashion Heritage Association for having me here and giving me the opportunity to show everyone that there is such a thing as um, fashion in Poland and that we actually um, are capable of designing and producing clothes. I'm aware for that uh, for many of you, Poland and its fashion is like a dark matter. We suspect that it might exist, but no one really knows what it is. And uh, I don't neither, I tried to find out when I was working on this uh, presentation. Uh, A few years back, when I was asked to work on the exhibition showcasing Polish fashion at the International Fashion Showcase in London, I've realized that um, actually there is virtually no uh, book or publication in English that tells the story of Polish fashion or its history. Of course, there are a few publications that mention Polish fashion, like uh, Georgia's uh, Fashion East, but uh, the lack of materials in English made my life a misery when uh, I was trying to promote our show in the British press. Uh, and this is also when I discovered, and just disclaimer, I had no idea what fashion is, really, except that my mother used to dress me in her creations, uh, which I'm still traumatized. Uh, But uh, basically, um, the value of heritage is used by big brands to tell the story and create the identity of the fashion and sell the drama. And Poland, in a consciousness for many people, doesn't have this heritage, it just doesn't exist. So that's why I decided that uh, basically I will publish first ever book in English uh, about Polish fashion and i did it as a fo- in a form of anthology limited edition but um uh some of the book is actually uh, accessible online for free on polish fascist fashion stories um, dot com anyway uh okay so uh it is also important to note that when discussing Polish fashion in the past hundred years, one cannot ignore the socio-political situation that often turns fashion I- into either act of resistance against the communist political system or a tool used in propaganda, and therefore probably preventing Poland in developing its own fashion language that could be considered as original or innovative. However, when I was uh, looking through archives and so forth, I came across certain strands of uh, Polish fashion and I call them French, National, Defiant, Artistic and Recycled. This. Oh. So here we have um, photos from hers It was one of the biggest fashion houses in Poland uh, between 1868 and 1936. And as you can see uh, on the website, I found that uh, they were very proud producer of clothes according to the design of the most respected Parisian designers and using only the best materials. And I also found um, an anecdote on the website which goes like this. The French ambassador to Poland between uh, 1926 and 1935 was Jules LaRoche. In one of the, uh, her official speeches, La Roche's wife declar- declared that in Warsaw there is nowhere to get dressed, and if you need to be dressed, you have to go to Paris. Boguslaw Herse got really upset and responded instantly. He wrote to the French Ministry of Foreign Affairs, saying that Warsaw is a beautiful and modern city, and for those who want to dress well, there is Boguslaw Herz fashion house. Um, uh received an official apology, and a little later, the French uh, legion of uh, Donner, 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 and Mrs. Laroche, the ambassador's wife, became a faithful attendee of hers fashion shows and a loyal customer. And uh, at this time, Poland was uh, just gained the independence. It was 1918. It was really great. The only requirement for dressmakers and designers at the time was to use Polish textiles, because actually Poland was one of the biggest textile producers with places in Łódź and also homegrown silk. So um, a lot of fabric that hers actually was using was from the Polish producers. Um, and it is very then ironic <laughs> then Uh, I would just say that uh, this kind of French style continued in the kind of 50s, I'll go back uh, later. That while Poland was very busy imitating French, uh, we have two Polish, uh, we have Lola Prusak who came from Poland and she designed first a woman collection for Hermes, as well as I think scarves and bags and also she became a a couture, she didn't get the haute couture title, it's complicated. Uh, but uh, she was a very well-known designer at the time. And of course uh, Antoni Czerplikowski, Antoine de Paris, who was uh, basically revolutionized and together with Chanel c- created the look of the modern woman. And uh, I think there is something about Polish creators, and there is uh, this theme can go uh, across you know, the hundred years, that maybe France was the platform that they could develop and be original and innovate, and Poland, with its complexes at the time and kind of colonization, uh, those people were not able to um, to innovate and create their own style. And I'll just go back here, on the very far right, there's uh, Jadwiga Grabowska, who actually uh, set up Moda Polska. And she kind of uh, she had a house, I think, fashion house before the Second War, and after the Second War, she convinced communist party to create one of the most successful Eastern European fashion houses that shown in Paris and all over the world. Anyway, <laughs> national style. Uh, I like this one. Uh, I like it because. <laughs> Because the story of national style in Poland in design and art uh, together with the art uh, deco there is this obsession of Ludowość and it goes with the kind of a cross-European concept of national unification of the style for the newly formed nations but um, Polish fashionistas just refuse bluntly to have to wear the c- uh, clothes except in a region of Kraków and Zakopane where you can see uh, Stanisław Witkacy and if you look at the Zakopianski style and i uh, highly e- um, encourage you to basically check on on internet because there are some very good sources of amazing art especially uh, in design and uh, and uh, architecture so we have here the um, Zofia Strieńska who is another amazing uh, amazing artist and um, at the end i found It took me a really long time because the archives in Poland are very interesting. Uh, The the folk kind of uh, pattern on a very elegant dress. um, But this style completely was ignored and until um, after the Second War the Communist Party was trying to kind of revive the Folk uh, kind of identity as a kind of sign of patriotism, and but the consumers basically ignored it completely until 1950s, 60s, which uh, basically it coincided with the rise of hippie culture, and um, this Ludowość, which is uh, which is basically a kind of folk art style, uh, was um, Adapted by Moda Polska and uh, you know and other designers communists were very happy but actually this this folk sign was connected to the youth and defiant style which I called which is the moda Młodzieżowa, which is uh, youth fashion you know, I was very messy but youth fashion um, it was not as uh, Anya um, it was not uh, it was not about being young, but uh, youth fashion stood for anything that came from West, basically. So, uh, and we can see from the 50s and 60s where there was... Um, uh, and this is like a state of enemy of the states, and here we, ha- we have a bikinija, which in English is translated still yaga, I think. Bikini boys. So we can have uh, bikini boys, and basically a lot of the clothes were came from the uh, from the Second World War, from the NGOs, and uh, leather jackets, and I don't know. Uh, actually, you could have you could have been arrested wearing those clothes on some occasions in the 50s. So this is like a. Um. Then we can see um, hippies, and this kind of linked with uh, Ludowość, which communists were using for kind of promoting themselves outside outside Poland but for young people it was, uh, it was also defiant of the communist state. Then we have Cora which is an absolute icon for me personally when I saw her at the age of 10 and she had very short hair and short dress, I thought I'm gonna die and go to heaven and basically it changed my life. And then you have uh, Barbara Hasse and uh, Hoffman who Basically, they were saying that the youth style is about uh, being free and uh, it was very linked heavily to this kind of Western idea. So, m- my my thing is that the Polish designers were kind of... They were a bit... Uh, they had like a di- dilemma, because on one hand they wanted to be different, they wanted to identify themselves uh, and be original, but on the other hand they could not produce national style, because then they would... Be a lip service to the communists who they, they didn't like. And uh, and this defined style, like everything is kind of linked because we had scarcity uh, scarcity of uh, material. So Polish designers, when they come, they are very innovative. They find things, and they're, they're kind of linked with work with art- artists and uh, kind of recycling and at least to uh, DIY. And uh, the quote that I found by, I think, moment where I find it. Jerzy Kowiak, which is one of the biggest kind of uh, designers in Poland, he wrote, you start creating fashion. In those days, we were really just acting. If Givenchy, Dior, or Yves Saint Laurent had experienced the same problems that, w- uh, that plagued, plagued us, they would never d- have designed even half the dresses they did. Uh, whereas we rather liked our sense of that's all we've got. And things turned out well as a result. And here, <laughs> the, the, some of the stories are amazing. This dress, the, the pink one, is made by the actress who's wearing it from the Chicago pink fabric. And uh, the laces are dyed with a T, in a T. And she kind of made the dress by herself, and it's very, very typical for a lot of women. They were kind of getting some old, boring rubbish, and coming home, dying at home, and whatever. Is it ten minutes? Eight minutes left. Excellent. Um, then we have at the end uh, just illustration that there was a lot of uh, f- uh, there was a lot of uh, publishing k- kind of materials. How you do it yourself, and in the museu- national museum you can see the dress who someone made. Um, one of the pictures from the festival and uh, Marila Rodovic, which I absolutely adore uh, because her style until this day is absolutely crazy and defies any kind of fashion rules. Uh, But she started and uh, at the time all the stars like um, um, singers and presenters were the icons and they were kind of showing people what to wear and uh, so... Here uh, I will go very quickly about the, the links between art and uh, uh, Milanović, which I think I think this is like very Polish fashion, because uh, the Milanović was uh, one of the biggest kind of uh, silk production places that communists decided to save it. And, uh, and there was this whole thing, which I think started in the 70s or 60s, I don't remember, but hand-painted silk and uh, it was very popular among uh, elites and Polish women, and there were unique pieces, so this is like very high h- fashion. And then we have just a few example, um, examples here. It's uh, interesting um, of Pongowski, who did a f- collection for Comme des Garçons, and he used his father's uh, posters on, 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 um, on the collection. And the jewelry symbolizes the artistic jewelry, d- which in Poland was very big at the time, and especially amber, and there's a lot of innovation in crazy big pieces, because I suppose the clothes were more difficult to get, so you just get some jewelry and decorate it yourself. Uh, I have spent some time on the, he- on the heritage just to show you, h- to link wha- what our designers now do, and I think it's much easier to find now the contemporary designs online and French uh, style, but I would say Italian style as well, because there's this uh, h- huge love of Italian elegance and Versace and so thing in Poland. And there's a, just kind of cross-section of Polish designers who either, some of them they show in Paris and s- some of them they kind of try to, uh, th- they are usually older generation, kind of post 98, Uh, Because this is where I found, very quickly, I found an amazing quote, actually, today, that I thought I will share it with you, Um, if I find it, by uh, something, yes. What does the money machine eat? It eats youth, spontaneity, life, beauty, and above all, it eats uh, creativity. It eats quality and shits quantity, and this is borrow. And I think, uh, and, uh, when I read it, I was thinking, actually, this is what post uh, nine fashion in Poland was, because uh, the, a lot of fashion designers found themselves so in a new reality, and they start to have to earn money. And also they had to start to service their consumers, who, um, honestly, they are quite conservative in Poland, and uh, I'll tell you a bit later why, how conservative. I just continue with the Polish designers on the international scene, and it's very interesting to hear that the Belgian uh, Belgian, um, uh, uh, designers were having, uh, using, adapting Italian names. We have here Polish designers, except Gosia Baczyńska, who are kind of putting a mask, and their names are not very easily identified. So you have uh, uh, Misbehave, God Save the Queen. Uh, UEG, uh, Local Heroes, Reserved, and uh, Alon, Aloha from the air. All those names are kind of, because Polish brand and Polish, um, in fashion, Polish mm, noun, noun, adjective is not very cool for many customers. Therefore, a lot of the designers, they basically use this kind of, um, how do you say it? How many five minutes, uh, uh, they have these generic names that it's very difficult to trace where, where everything else is, like a, and they use it like made in EU, so people are not so scared of the Polish, um, Polish fashion and in a way I also kind of uh, when I was listening to Javier's presentation I was like a lot of young designers probably dream of uh, Polish government to kind of getting together and supporting Polish and have like a policy of protecting and developing Polish uh, design uh, I thought that I will just uh, link to the national style and um, in the past three years uh, this is what's happening on Polish streets and there's a lot of uh, companies that they design national style or patriotic style and i think that this here it's a, a great you know, great design actually very imaginative uh, with some aspirations for i don't know french haute couture um, i also s- i also saw that it's very amazing that they use some folk on the leggings and and this is and actually they have Quite decent coat over there with, uh, with the kind of national mix, so. And this is uh, something where um, basically um, it's kind of interesting and it's very, uh, uh, it kind of goes to the, uh, I will very quickly say that uh, certain conservative people, they take orientalism and Edward Said or orientalism very seriously and this is their interpretation that we need to find our national style and this is what they come back. Luckily, we have some young people who are very creative and uh, this is uh, Uta Sienkiewicz, graduate collection from the fashion department and this is her kind of comment on what's happening and uh, this kind of dialogue between search for nationality and what it is and she did this collection Inspired by the hooligans summer and Polish countryside one minute. Oh my god I'm gonna be cool So I'll just show you I'll just show you uh, my favorite actually uh, collective design from Poland. Uh, I absolutely love them It's a it's a kind of huge collective of uh, collaborative artists designers and so forth and When I said about Poland as being quite conservative, uh, this is Tomek Armada and uh, he wears his clothes on the streets and uh, he tells me, uh, well, I was a witness when actually people, when they saw him on the street, they were shocked. I was praying that he was gonna hit us or something. And they are this kind of provocateurs and their work is very political as well and I don't have time to go into this but they are kind of taking the turn into uh, I will just read what he said, basically to illustrate, Uh, because this would be. When I came to the Academy of Fine Arts in Łódź, I came to the diploma gala. It was only after the fourth show that I had an idea Uh, what I had seen. uh, Had various authors. This is my Google translation from his Polish, so I hope you understand. The catwalk was dominated by uh, knitwear, grey minimalism, and possibly asymmetry. I was struck by the fact that most of them, students, did, project, uh, did projects inspired by something foreign to them, such as Scandinavian architecture. I'm sure that 99% of them have never been there. There, uh, Then I realized that I cannot give the school so easily. Uh, I tried to be authentic in what I do and I chose topics that are close, close to me. And the fact that I live in Łódź has caused this, and not ad- another course of action. In this city, more than uh, in others, uh, you can capture the reality, understand in which country we live. Poland goes shopping in the Balutski Market Łódź, lives in the proverbial Iwasiowe Dolny, not in the center of big cities. This is real life, poverty and problems. Not hashtags, vegetarian veggie, veggie pizza from Ladybug, previous precarious wallet. And uh, their work is fantastic and uh, I would really r- also encourage you just type them in a Google, there's a lot of images uh, on them. This is just kind of uh, recycling, so coming back from the recycling, this is the present time recycling, I'm gonna finish now. So you can see certain examples where... Uh, uh, the even Recycling goes to the kind of premium market in Poland where Mariusz Przybylski just did this ho- kind of collaboration. So this is a very vibrant kind of uh, aspect of Polish fashion. And uh, I will just show you some images but this is also, I would encourage you very quickly to uh, to look at the uh, website, type her name, Hanka Podraża, I mean she's uh, uh, extremely exciting. Uh, she's not too young but she's a a costume designer originally and her kind of identity is lumpex which is the second uh, second uh, second hand clothes and she does amazing costumes she does uh, projects with Agatha Murak which are photography all of it is uh, clothes from Uh, from secondhand clothes and uh, she kind of takes it into a different level visually using the kind of high fashion standard. So uh, so this is um, basically, that's it from me. (laughs) Thank you, Paulina. Now we have our last speaker of this panel uh, and is Judy Clark, who is um, a curator and exhibition maker based in London,